They're like, let's show them how we do it in America. And then, like, they use the machine guns to, like, shoot through the side of the ship. <laughs> Which is like, they just said it's like the toughest metal ever, titanium alloy, right? And it's like, not match my gun. And the armadillo. <laughs> the armadillo. I'm Joshua. And I'm Brittany. And we're two librarians who talk about sci-fi and fantasy and a little bit of everything else. I just, oh my gosh. There's so many things in this movie. I'm like, it's just for visuals. And Brett the whole time was like, this is not real science. No, oh my God. I can imagine he would be so frustrated by it. He was. He was. It was so funny. None of it makes sense. Absolutely none of it. The slingshotting around the moon, that's actually a thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That part's real. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's... That's how we get to things to like Mars and stuff. Yeah. Without using so much fuels. Yeah. We use gravity. Gravity. We gravity. use our coyote rocket thrusters. <laughs> coyote. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need to stop doing that. That's really bad. I mean, it's very country. And since we are white Americans, we can make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cackle. This is going to be a start. Okay. All right. Did we say hello to everybody? No. Because I know we're recording. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Welcome it. Welcome back. I feel like yeah. I'm really struggling with my mic today. That's okay. Here I am. Yeah, I'm struggling with my, my mind, so we're, we're in a place. Welcome to the club. We're in a place. <laughs> Welcome to it. So, Brittany. Yeah. We had a weekend, and we watched something over the weekend. Yes, we did. And we're going to share with these good people what we watched and our impressions and all the laughter and good times. This movie was crazy. It, it's probably been like a good decade. Yeah. When I last saw this movie. Same. So watching it again, like I remember some things, but we watched f- we watched Armageddon. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just FYI, we <laughs> yeah, watched oh, Armageddon. Yeah. Oh yeah. In case you guys want to watch the movie, that's the title of the film. Yeah. 1998's Armageddon. Armageddon. Disaster movie spectacular, directed by Michael Bay. Yes. Starring everybody. Everybody. <laughs> My God. So many ex- like CGI explosions. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when, okay. when they all come up. But I was impressed by how well visually the movie stood up for me. Yeah. For the most part. Okay. At I- least, you know, the important, the important parts where people were destroyed and stuff. The important explosions. <laughs> yes. Because there's important explosions and non-important explosions. Yeah. Okay, got yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I think you guys will know the difference as we go talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of explosions. Most this of this movie is explosions. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... I'm going to say it's 75% explosions. 75%. That's a, that's a good ratio. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, 25% screaming, 75% explosions. Yeah. Yeah. 20%. A uh, strong country twang. <laughs> Throwing a percentage of guns. Oh, yeah. Well, it's an American film. Yeah. Oh, 110%. 150,000%. Where are the other countries? We don't know. We, we don't, don't care. Know. Yeah, they spend their time thinking about us, you know. Yeah. Everybody listens to the Americans. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, That's we great. should probably, like, explain what happens in this okay. movie. Let's see. How do we usually start? Well, you give a brief summary. Yeah. Okay. Do you do you feel up to doing that? Sure. Okay. I watched it last night. I did my homework. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I you did know my this movie inside and out. I kind of do because I we used to watch this movie on repeat as a child. Yeah. <laughs> that and Aliens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in this movie, we start in New York, and there's a bunch of little tiny meteorites that come through. But when I say tiny meteorites, it doesn't mean like. It's only baby explosions. No. It's like a ton of people die. Yeah. 
And so NASA gets a heads up, like, what is that? What is going on? And so they're looking up in the sky. And it's not them who necessarily discover it. It's another dude. But they realize an asteroid the size of Texas is coming towards Earth. And yep. it is on a collision, collision course. course towards Earth. Right. The people at NASA are trying to figure out all these ideas of how are we going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And they realize that they need to land on the asteroid, drill into the asteroid, and set off a nuclear bomb in the center of the asteroid to blow it in two pieces so it passes Earth. Yes. So then we cut to these scenes of these mining driller, like just driller people. Yeah. And Harry Stamper is the best driller in all the land. So uh, Harry Stamper is played by none other than Bruce Willis Willis (laughs) of diehard fame. So we go to Harry Stamper and his crew and Air Force One shows up to Harry Stamper's like in the middle of the ocean drilling company. They take Harry and they explain to him we need they they at first want to go drilling yeah themselves and Harry's like you don't know how to drill. Mm-hmm. I need to go and I need to take my team. Never mind the fact they they don't know how to astronaut. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, hello. You don't know how to astronaut. <laughs> but that's not important. Not important. Who cares? Anybody can be an astronaut. That's right. So Harry and his team have to astronaut drill, set off a bomb, save the world. Save and they have to world. do it very, very quickly before they hit yeah. zero barrier. They had a countdown time frame of about 15 days yeah. in the, after the initial discovery. Yeah. So that's the basic summary. That's the basic summary. There's a lot that goes on in this movie, people. It's a little bit more complicated than just uh, discover asteroid, destroy asteroid. Yeah. I mean, that's the main arc of it. Yeah. But there's a lot that's going on. There's lots of problems that are thrown in their way, as per usual. Well, that's the thing. This NASA mission, they think it's the best one, right? But nothing goes right. Absolutely nothing goes right. No. From day one. No. It's a disaster. (laughs) No. It's a complete disaster. Oh my God. And really and truly, it feels like a bunch of angry Americans are trying to fly this spaceship and they all want to fight all the time. I love it. It's so fun. (laughs) This this movie could have been titled The Angry Americans and One Russian on the the spaceships. Save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Should we talk about the... um, the first disaster. Sure. New York City. Sure. Yeah. So New York City, circa 1998, still has the Twin Towers, it needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the establishing shots of these movies. Yeah. Of the different locations. Fun fact, this film, all those scenes you see of different countries and stuff, they were all filmed in location in those countries. Okay. Like Michael Bay doesn't really like sound stages too much. Like you'll see later that there is a part of it that's obviously a soundstage in in a studio somewhere. But the city scenes and the scenes, especially in NASA and at Edwards Air Force Base, those are all filmed on location. Wow. Which is amazing because those are like top secret military installations. It's really cool. I wonder if NASA was like, oh my God, Michael Bay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that he kind of has a good reputation because they know his movies are very patriotic. And he does that because he gets access to government installations. So without that, the patriotism of those movies, he wouldn't get the access that he gets. Wow. Because they're like, this is kind of like advertising for us. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until I I did a little digging. You're a good researcher. (laughs) I just fly by the seat of my pants. I'm like, wow, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you think about the New York sequence? You know what was really funny? 
you know, I've seen this movie a million times. Mm-hmm. With all the stressful scenes, they still stress me out. Oh my God. They're still really stressful. Right. And that dude who's on his bike with little Reggie, Aww. the dog. <laughs> little Reggie. This guy, he was like on his bicycle and his dog is like a pug, I think. Mm-hmm. And his, a, a French bu- bulldog. French bulldog. French yeah. bulldog. Yeah. His name is little Reggie. And we're kind of following him through New mm-hmm. York. And then all of a sudden, the asteroids start hitting. The tiny yeah. asteroids start hitting New York. And it just takes out a ton of buildings, yeah. a ton of people. It kind of looks like, I'm sorry if this sounds insens- insensitive, but kind of looks like a missile strike. Oh, you get the contrails and the just like the explosions after the objects are hitting buildings. Yeah, we we realize something terrible is happening when little Reggie is, has run away from his his daddy, <laughs> and then the meteor hits directly where they are. Yeah, and causes this huge crater. Yeah, poor little Reggie's like dangling by his leash. Yeah, little Reggie survives. But, but yeah, he he survives, and he he's like unfazed by yeah. dangling by the wrench. He's not. He's just like okay. Little Reggie's the comedic it. relief. <laughs> yeah. But I also like the fact that he we were following this character, so we kind of like we're in this this disaster as it's striking through his perspective. Yeah, just like a normal on New the Yorker. ground. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what makes it so emotional and kind of terrifying because we're oh, just like yeah. we're just like here in on it yeah we're in the streets as these meteors are crashing all around us yeah and it feels like low-key hopeless because you're like there's nowhere to hide mm-hmm. like all these little meteorites are coming in all over the place yeah. and you're like you could keep running but you might get hit anyways God. like it's not one big thing it's a bunch of little ones and along with that the buildings are toppling down around you terrifying like, um famous scene in the movie is when the empire state state building gets hit by multiple rocks and yeah. just completely collapses. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I would have to say it feels reminiscent of nine 11. For sure. For yeah. sure. Um, I think that was after nine 11 happened, there was a kind of revisiting of that movie and they're like saying like, wow, yeah, that's kind of why when nine 11 happened, it felt like watching a movie Yeah. in no small part because of this sequence. I think it's, it's very in, I remember in our minds now. You know, being a little kid and mm-hmm. watching 9/11 on TV, I thought it was a movie. Mm-hmm. I thought my parents were watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's cuz they love Michael Bay films, yeah. so I thought that's what was happening. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I think that's why kind of like the disaster sequences in this movie hold up so well. Yeah. Because I mean, you get the practical explosions all around you, but yeah. the computer effects of the craters and the destruction of the building still feel pretty realistic to me. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely 90s. <laughs> yes. Like, you can tell, but yeah, yeah, yeah it held up pretty okay. Yeah. There are some scenes where you're like, okay, that's really not... Like, even the the intro of the Armageddon title. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, I was like, wow, this is on computer 90s generated. Uh-huh. <laughs> so some scenes look really good, some scenes are pretty dated. Right, right, right. But I think when they're majority computer, it looks kind of sketch. Er, kind of. <laughs> So let's move on from here. Okay, can we can we yeah. talk real fast yeah. about the discovery of the asteroid scene? That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, <sighs> this part. Um, there are several parts in this movie where I just like laugh out loud. Yeah, this movie is very funny because of what people say. <laughs> there are some great one-liners in here that are now super cheese ball, and like they still make me laugh. <laughs> we're we're at this large telescope facility. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy on a telescope and what happens? Because like NASA's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of sky to cover. They're Absolutely. like, we have a hard time under like seeing where this is even coming from. 
this dude out in the country. He's sitting out and his wife is like, Carl, your dinner's been sitting here for 10 hours. I want a divorce. <laughs> and he's like, um, I need you to go get the book for NASA. And she's like, do I look like Carl's sleeve? <laughs> and then he starts screaming at her, get the book, get the book, get the book. Get the book. Like any good husband, yell at your wife it's to get horrible. what you want. You know? Totally horrible. It's like, uh, obviously looking at that Dottie, that's her name. Her Dottie. name is Dottie. This is not the kind of woman that's going to... Um, Bend to your whims, let's just say. It's really funny. Dottie, Dottie is her own woman. <laughs> She's not going to let anybody tell her what is right and wrong. Yeah. Because she has made up her mind. So funny. <laughs> so Carl lets NASA know, I found it. Here it is. And it's the big Texas-sized asteroid. Yes. I mean, even though they, they say like Texas size, it's still like incomprehensible how how large this thing is. Yeah. Because, like, we can see Texas on a map, and it's huge. Yeah. But can we can we conceptualize it? My, mm. No. It's, it's too ma- big. It's just massive. My human just brain's like, I don't know. It's big. <laughs> so NASA, you see these guys at NASA. It's like all the nerds at NASA. Uh-huh. And they're, like, trying to get all these ideas of, like, what can we do? They have this idea of, like, a, a solar panel kite to try to blow the asteroid away <laughs> and all these crazy things. and. They bring in the smartest man on the planet, which is Draco Malfoy's dad. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs (laughs) comes in and he explains to them. He's like, you can shoot at the asteroid all you want. It's not going to help. No. So he explains with a firecracker metaphor. He's like, if you hold a firecracker, it goes off. You burn your hand. If you close your fist around the firecracker and it goes off, you don't have a hand anymore. (laughs) Yeah. This is very true. All like, yeah, that's true. That's a good visual. He's like, that's what you need to do to the asteroid. You have to put a nuclear warhead in the center of the asteroid. Yeah. So they realize they need to drill into the asteroid. Can I ask, what was what was uh, Brett's take on that idea? I think I just heard him scoffing in the background. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's not going to work. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know it, all the science. It would take um, the kind of amount of energy that, a, that an average nuclear weapon would produce. Yeah. I do not think would shatter an asteroid of that size, especially you would need something like extremely huge, like a super nuke. Uh, I think even bigger than that. I, I looked at the science behind Armageddon. Yeah. I just glanced at it. I didn't read the whole he, thing. And Joshua says science in big air quotes. <laughs> the science. Science. They just gave me like a number with a lot of zeros and then another number with a lot of zeros. And I'm like, that's just too many zeros. I can't, I can't just. Cannot comprehend. No, that doesn't (laughs) compute. So yeah. So actually the zeros that we have are not enough for the zeros that they need. Got it. (laughs) Would not work. Got it. Gotcha. (laughs) So that's when they realize they need a drill team or like a drill consultant, which is Harry Stamper. Harry Stamper. Who is super American. They all speak with a twang and he lives out. Well, he doesn't live right now. He's doing like a drilling thing out in the middle of the ocean. Greenpeace is really mad at him. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, This, this movie's kind of pro oil kind of mocks environmental concerns just a little bit. (laughs) Just, I mean, it's kind of funny. (laughs) It is kind of funny. Like this whole movie is very, I don't know. It's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. I, I have to say, you should not watch this movie expecting every single thing to be like a serious. No. Um, it makes fun of itself. Yeah, it's comedic. It does make fun of, um, I, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but I think it does kind of make fun of blue collar workers a little 
Yeah. I mean, that's kind of an interesting conversation to get into yeah. because we, we have, so we have Harry and Harry has his daughter. Yeah. Grace. Grace. Who is played by the beautiful Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler. A big theme to this movie is Harry thinks that Grace is too good to marry a blue collar worker. Because yeah. one of his other young workers is named AJ, who is AJ. played by Ben Affleck. Smoke show. Hello. I was like, dang. Dang. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. I was like, he looks good. Yeah. Him and Liv Tyler are like beautiful together. Oh, they look great. They're beautiful. Excellent casting work right there. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and Harry Stamper is very angry at AJ for mm-hmm. being any sort of interested in his daughter. Yes. I mean, the way he discovers it is not great. True. <laughs> not great. True. <laughs> so just a, a quick scene into this. AJ has slept in because mm-hmm. unbeknownst to Harry, he was sleeping with Grace. Yeah. <laughs> and so Harry comes in. He's really mad at AJ. He's like, where are you supposed to be? What were you supposed to do? Because they're behind. They're supposed to drill a certain amount of yeah. feet. Yeah. And they haven't hit that target yet. And AJ was supposed to be on duty that night something like but that. but he was you know doing he didn't his boy do thing what was he was supposed to be doing he's being a boyfriend he, being a boyfriend <laughs> and harry realizes something's up because aj is apologizing very quickly mm-hmm. and without any Out sort of character of, yeah he's like aj in five years you have never apologized to me this quickly he's like something's going on mm-hmm. and i'm gonna find out what it is and he pulls back the cover of aj's bed and grace is in it yep she says, hi, Harry. He's like, Grace, I have asked you repeatedly to call me dad. <laughs> yeah, they kind of have ish- they have they have history that we're not really too privy on. We just know the the light sketching yeah. of their history. Yeah. Um, and her mom left when she was very young. Yes. And Grace seems to think it's because Harry is very immature mm. and that Grace has seemingly kind of had to raise herself along with, you know, like all the men in the crew consider mm-hmm. themselves they say at one point, they're like, we're all like her daddies. Like we yeah. all raised her on these, on these rigs. Mm-hmm. So she has some rage issues against Harry. For yes. Who has some rage issues of his own? Harry, I'd like to say. <laughs> Harry. Uh, yeah. Back, back to that scene where he discovers her in the bed. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll be right back. And he goes and he gets his gun. He, he literally starts shooting at AJ. Yeah. Yeah. With a shotgun. With a shotgun. On a, you know, a, a large piece rig. of machinery. An oil rig, a flammable oil rig, like just shooting at AJ. It was, it was very like, you don't touch my daughter. Mm-hmm. It was, Big vibes. Yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. I don't love the perpetuation of this trope. No. Because Grace it, is in her 20s. Yeah. Like she, she's an adult. She, I, I, from what I could glean from her interactions, she kind of runs the business end of it. Yeah. Like she's the one who talks to clients about different contracts there's a scene where like right has her dad and and her boyfriend are running around the the rig she's visited by some chinese delegates from a chinese oil company yeah who are interested in continuing the relationship of drilling i'm assuming yeah gosh (laughs) what do you think grace's character what did you think about her i wish she had more of a part i don't know i think they just kind of set her up as like on like on a pillar like the Mm. beautiful perfect daughter Mm -hmm. you know what i mean I liked her and I liked what they portrayed of her. I wish she had almost been a little bit more involved yeah, in some way, somehow. Yeah. Cause it was almost like she was just like the anchor for them to come back. Yeah. And she's an intelligent, capable young woman. Yeah. She speaks multiple languages. Yeah. She has a good business sense. She has a good read on people. She, 
I wish that they played up that more aspect of her. Yeah. Because um, she just became like the princess they had to save. Yeah. And I'm like, no, she's actually really capable. Yeah. Like, I wish she had been able to contribute more somehow. Yeah. To the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rather than just being the objective at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I think Liv Tyler did a great job with her. She did. She, yeah. With the parts she acted in, she was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, that all gets figured out. Scenes happen. AJ doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry is visited by Air Force One. Mm-hmm. And they say, we need to whisk you away to come talk to you about secret things. He's like, that's fine. But we're taking my daughter too. Cause he wants to separate Grace and AJ. Yeah. So they go and they tell them like the world's going to end in 15, 15 days, days unless we can make this happen. And Harry realizes that they want to drill and like NASA wants to take their own drill team up there. And he's like, drilling is, a, is an art. He's like, I'm third generation driller and I still don't know everything. Right. And he's like, I need to be up there to actually get this done. He's like, you guys won't be able to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He, he lays out the plan and he's like, nope, let me take over. Yeah. And he's like, I have to have my team with me. Yeah. It, these men all know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so should we get into their crew? Let's get into the crew. They're called the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks. Which I believe is a term to describe men and women who uh, work on an oil rig who are drillers. Shall I name some? I've, I've sure. made a list. Sure. I don't have all of them, unfortunately. That's okay, because so, not all of them are like main characters. That's right. That's fine. They're a colorful bunch. So we'll start with the most colorful, Steve Buscemi. <sighs> Rockhound. Who plays Rockhound. Why is he called Rockhound? Because he's... Because he... Yeah. Because he's hypersexual. He's hypersexual. <laughs> He's very into the ladies yes, and very non-apologetic. Non-apologetic. No, we do get some jokes that aren't so funny nowadays. Some jokes have not aged well. In this yes. Movie. Yes. That's a, just, just know that again, just don't take this, these things too seriously. It's meant to be lighthearted and goofy. Yeah. Right. Very, very nineties. <laughs> not meant to be concerning. It could have been worse. It could have been. Absolutely. Could have been worse. Was, I actually thought it was going to be worse and it wasn't. I'm so glad it didn't. Okay, so after that, we have the lovely Owen Wilson. I was so excited. Playing Oscar. He is the comedic relief. <sighs> He's great. I love Oscar. I love he Owen has Wilson. so many great lines in this so, movie. So many good lines. I, I was telling you before, I liked Owen Wilson more than Steve Buscemi's character. Oh, completely. I kind of wish the characters' fates had been Switched. different. Same. Because I think that would have been a much more stimulating movie. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't find Rockhound very funny. No. I love Steve Buscemi, but I just didn't like his character. And I respect that and yeah. I agree with it. Awesome. Then we have Bear played by Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, he's hilarious. So at one point they asked the FBI to go find these men mm-hmm. because he, Harry says, once they're off the rig, they all go their own ways for, yeah. a, for a while and they go crazy. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah. And so finding Bear was so funny. Bear is like on his Harley and he's like riding down this highway and like, these choppers are coming after him. He's like, come and get Papa Bear. <laughs> so funny. Because these men have no idea what's happening. They just know. They just see the FBI and they panic. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. That part so crazy. really made me laugh. Oh, gosh. I was like, come and get Papa Bear. So funny. <laughs> On his huge motorcycle. His huge motorcycle. He's a huge man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He's enormous. He's, he's a very big guy. He yeah. is a literal bear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have a few more. Um, Max, played by Ken Hudson Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's the mama's boy. They find him getting a tattoo of like a heart but that says like mama's love mama or something mm-hmm. on his. Yeah. So sweet. <laughs> and then um, there is Chick. 
played by Will Patton. And whenever I think of him, I always think of Remember the Titans. Yeah. Because he was like the the second head coach in Remember the Titans. And he always plays such a likable character. Yes. He's very much like almost like a Samwise Gamgee character. Kind of, yeah, yeah. He plays that, I don't know, he has that very wholesome face, that very fatherly face, I want to say. And it just kind of like, he's drawn to these roles where he just plays such good-hearted characters. Yeah. Some of them might have, like in this one, he has a past, but... Yeah, um, he has a gambling issue. Yeah, yeah, but his... I don't know, his, he's he's just a winning guy. He's just... He just a, has like a good heart, and he's very fatherly, as you yeah, said. Like, yeah. he wants to take care of people, and he's a very good second-in-command. Yeah. He's yeah. very level-headed, and I, I did appreciate that in this movie. Yeah, when I, so many people are screaming, he I does so, not. No, no, no he doesn't no. get angry. He tries to be the ballast to hold them all down. Yeah. Do you think if Chick had like cloned himself ten times and there was just a team of chicks, yeah, they would have just gone up, did their job, and come back? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that would be true. If they had more women on that team, do you think that they would get the job done? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I think when I think about Watts on that situation, I would just be. I don't so know. angry. She she kind of handles herself as best she can. Yeah. She gets she gets mansplained a lot. Let's just say that. She gets mansplained a lot and she's also getting yelled at a lot. Uh-huh. And he's like, Go get the the thing for me. Right. Go get contact for me. And she does it without question. Yeah. And she's the one who's working on things yeah. all the time. I was like, Oh my god. She's not the one bickering with people. No. She's she's trying to figure this out. Yeah, she's and the she one does actually want... doing her job. <laughs> She's just looking for excuse to get away from them. <laughs> you know? Completely. Just tell, okay, you want me to do this? Great. I'm going to do this. You guys do your thing. <laughs> that being said, I think we have some of our favorite roughnecks. We have some we could have done less of, less with. Yeah. <laughs> love Oscar. Love Bear. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. So FBI, they find all the men. They bring them to NASA. They tell them what's going on. Harry explains to him what's going on. He's all like, either we sit on Earth and wait for this thing to hit us. Or we do our part, we can go up and we drill, because that's what we do best. Mm-hmm. And they all agree. They're like, we'll go. We'll yeah. make it happen. Yeah. The, my favorite part of the movie, this montage of like them being medically tested to see if they can actually go into space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, I guess they're getting like colonoscopies. Yes, yes. They have to get their, uh, make sure that they don't have any colon cancer i'm assuming i guess they're getting stuff shoved up their behinds basically yeah. and there's lots of jokes about that yeah it was quite funny yeah bear did a dance on the on the table like it was very funny because bears up for anything let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> so funny and it's really funny to see the dichotomy between like kind of like all the stuck up nasa people and these roughnecks mm-hmm. who have just like invaded nasa mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also at the end of these medical tests they all have these demands, too, of what they want. None of them ever want to pay taxes again. Okay. One of them wants to sleep in the White House for all summer. That's bare. <laughs> That's bare. <laughs> Just um, the summer. I love it. <laughs> Oscar has, like, over, like, 57 parking tickets in all 50 states. He wants those cleared. Like, they all have all these weird demands. It's very funny. <laughs> Yes. Those are my um, favorite scenes. Them going through NASA. NASA being like, oh my God. And fun fact, all those training facilities are actual NASA training facilities for astronauts. That huge wow. water tank. That I can believe. That is the the environmental uh, training facility. Wow. Where they train you to experience deep space. It was cool. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. And some of those things, I think that place is one of the first times we've seen that in a movie. 
Yeah. I don't know if we've seen the facility in that amount, amount of detail yeah. in an American film before. For it's sure. really cool. It's like, it'd be really cool to go to NASA and just geek out Amazing. and just like learn things. Yeah. Even and if you, I'm not smart enough to like understand all the things, like I want to go see. Yeah. And that was NASA then. Yeah. Imagine NASA now. Oof. Yeah. No, super cool. Cool stuff. And you're kind of realizing too, as like they're doing all this training that AJ and <laughs> Harry are really butting heads quite yeah. a bit. And AJ is supposed to be kind of the leader of this because they're going to split into two crews to mm-hmm. go up on two different spaceships. So Harry's going to be leader one and AJ's going to be leader of the other. And AJ, you know, like he's young, he's hot headed. He thinks he knows everything and he keeps like blowing the transmission and like doing all these mistakes because mm-hmm. he thinks he's kind of perfect. Like yeah. he's like, I know what I'm doing. He keeps saying, trust me, Harry, trust me. Yeah. So that's a big theme of AJ asking Harry to trust him. And yeah. I'm like, I didn't super believe it because at the end there was a scene where he's like, go for it, AJ. I'm like, yeah, he would have like blown up <laughs> that armadillo. <laughs> the armadillo is the name of the big old tanks that they're in on, right. on the asteroid. Yeah. Which are amazing. Drills. Yeah. Yeah. The ar- oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be so much fun to drive an armadillo? Mm-hmm. They're like these enormous tanks. They're that, huge. They yeah. have machine guns for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why they have machine guns. I guess, you know, the terrain, they didn't know what to expect. So yeah. put some guns on the ship. Yeah. Brett asked that. He's like, why are there machine guns? I was like, so they can shoot the aliens. Duh. Anyhow, Anywho. they make it through their training. Kind of. Oh, okay. Um, I do love the training sequence. My only complaint is, and, and it's not with the training sequence. Yeah. It's the conceit of the movie where there's a countdown. I wish the movie didn't have a countdown. Yeah. Because I think that they're just like playing around and stuff and not taking the situation seriously. Yeah. It just didn't jive with me that they want me to be serious about a countdown, but they also want me to enjoy the antics of the characters. So I think that was a decision that I think should have been reevaluated. And see, I kind of disagree because like the countdown showed you how serious it was. Yeah. And I enjoyed the comedic relief on the side because I also think it showed you the immaturity of these men, yeah, which was like a big problem. You know, it's like these are the men who can do this job, but they are seriously flawed. Right. And that was literally a problem to be overcome to make (laughs) this mission happen. (laughs) Here's the thing. I was like, okay, like if this was in the real real, these drillers have to go. Couldn't you just give every driller like a space buddy who basically just like takes care of them? (laughs) <laughs> maybe not take all the drillers basically yeah right <laughs> just take the the best best Cause like, three because like i think <laughs> of like when you do skydiving mm-hmm. you know you, they attach you to somebody oh, literally yeah. oh, i'm yeah. not saying you have to be attached to somebody in space but like if you're not an astronaut give them an astronaut caretaker no you're you're right jumping out of an airplane is infinitely i'm not infinitely but it is safer than going up into space yeah. because there are so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. As we can see in this movie, everything can go wrong. Everything goes wrong. <laughs> God. Oh my God. So they get to launch and they have to go to the moon. Well, they have to make a little oh, pit stop first. They do it. The Russian, the space, Russian space, station space station with Lev. Lev Andropov. Now in 1998, there was no international space station. The oh. space station that was in orbit at this time was the Russian space station called Mir. Mir. I didn't realize yes. that. Okay. Um, and this space station is a piece of work because it seems to be held together by duct tape and yeah. spite. Yeah. That's the only thing that's holding it together. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> it almost feels like, like a 90s 
teen's bedroom <laughs> has been shot into space. That's what this space station feels like. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's barely being held together. You're right. It's super <laughs> it's, sketch. It's so sketchy. And then they shove all these people into the space station. Why? Why, why did everybody have to go in? It's just like, <laughs> stay on the ship. We're just refueling. Also, they said that Lev had been up there for 18 months. Yeah. And Brett's like, I think that's cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. Because he's I up there by himself. I don't think he would have survived that with his mind intact. No. <laughs> as it is. I mean, as it is, Lev Andropov is, um, yeah, <laughs> he's he, a lot. <laughs> he's a lot. <laughs> he's going to be a Russian hero. Oh, he is a Russian hero. <laughs> he is. He is Russian. He- oh, my gosh. I need to not do that. But anywho, mm-hmm. so they're on this Russian space station. They're filling up their fuel tanks. There's a leak. So this is pro- big problem number one. There's a leak. All of a sudden, little fire start happening. They almost don't get a couple of them off the space station. It was AJ and Lev. Lev uh, they had to like crawl through this like freezing tunnel to like get back onto the spaceship. They had a full op- obstacle course. They did. And <laughs> Lev is like, "Don't breathe while you're in here. Otherwise, you'll freeze your lungs." Awesome. I was like, "Wow!" I'd immediately die because I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> So that's problem number one. The space station blows up, but luckily the two spaceships get away. Nobody dies at that point. <laughs> and they have love. Love is Yay. now with them. Woo, love. I was like, hopefully they have an extra seat. Yeah, like, really? Just duct tape him to the ceiling. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. And then they have to slingshot around the moon. Yeah. yeah. And that goes okay. That goes okay. Yeah. Um, they do lose some radio contact with Houston. They see the the Armageddon. They see the asteroid for the first Which time. Which is pretty cool looking. I, I really like this design. It's definitely an artist's vision. Yeah. What a cool looking asteroid would look like. A menacing asteroid. Oh my gosh. Because it's spiky yeah. and dark, but full of like clouds and smoke mm-hmm. all around it. Mm-hmm. There's like glass shards like shooting up as towers. There's archways of spiky barbed wire madness. It's like a hellscape. It's a hellscape. It's like a cold hellscape. They did a good job making it look very alien and extremely inhospitable. Like the scenes in this movie made me think a lot of the movie Aliens. Like the darkness in that. Yes, you expecting some eggs and face huggers. <laughs> Wouldn't that be up. a fun Easter egg in this movie? Like you see a little face hugger on the side. <laughs> this is where it really all starts. This is, we dodged, ooh, we dodged a serious bullet then. Oh, we would have. Oh my God. That would have been crazy. Oh, that would have certainly been the end. Sorry, continuing on. I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking about it. Yeah, Brittany and I are making a movie in our minds. Yes, this we is, are. Like the asteroid had the face huggers on it. <laughs> <laughs> So the two spaceships, one of them gets hit really bad. Yeah. Well, the whole landing is going to be problematic to begin with because of all the obstacles that they did not even imagine were going to be there. Yeah. There's like all these rocks flying off this asteroid Mm -hmm. that they didn't super anticipate on. Mm -hmm. So one spaceship gets hit really hard and it goes down. Yeah. And most of the people on it die. Yeah. Um, That would be AJ's ship. Yeah. Uh, the Independence. Yeah. Harry's ship, the Freedom, managed relatively to get where, well, they did not get where they intended on going. They went 57 miles further than they were supposed to. Oops. And Rockhound was very angry about that. Because <laughs> it's metal fermite. Yeah. I mean, iron fermite. You can't drill through iron fermite. Yeah. Well, you can. He's yeah. like, you landed us on a GD iron plate. <laughs> and the, well, one of the astronauts is like, how do you know that? He's like, because I'm a genius. <laughs> 
And he was right. Because he knows. He knows. He, <laughs> he's actually very smart. Yes. He's actually like a really, really smart guy. Yeah. That's just covered in grossness. It's fine. <laughs> yes. He's, he has a layer of filth. Yeah. <laughs> that's permeated most of his yeah. personality. Yeah. But. So the one spaceship that goes down, AJ, Bear, and Lev, Lev. survive. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they've landed. But the armadillo has survived mm-hmm. from their spaceship. So AJ is like, okay, we're going to drive this thing. I see a dot in the distance on the grid. He's like, I'm driving towards it. Hopefully that's them. Yeah. So it's, it kind of bounces back and forth between the armadillo and the other spaceship. Mm-hmm. So the other spaceship that has managed to land, they start drilling. 10 feet down, their drill breaks. Yeah. Because they're like, we are encountering a type of metal that we don't know what this is. Well, that's the thing. Like, they don't really have any mineral samples of this rock. So they don't no. really know what's what it's consisting of. No. You just kind of have to wing it and think, okay, yeah. let's see how this goes. Yeah. And that's what they do. So the first couple hours are not great. Mm-hmm. And what's his butt? Uh, the really scary eyeball dude who's like NASA. Oh, this would be, oh, I wrote it down. Who this, has blue eyes. Yes. Colonel Willie Sharp played yes. by William Fickner. Fickner. Okay. He's frightening. Yeah. I can't remember what I've seen him in. Probably everything. I've, yeah. I've seen him he, in other things. He, he's, he just has that. He, he's been in so many things. Yeah. So many things. And always the smaller part, but he's very Colonel Sharp. And so Sharp at this point, Watson Sharp, who are the two astronauts in charge of the ship who has actually managed to land, mm-hmm. they are trying to get back in contact with Houston. 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 And Colonel Sharp is like, we have timestamps of like, at this time, we're going to be this many feet deep. Yeah. He's like, how deep are we? And Harry is like telling him, he's like, you got to help us get this transmission. Like we blew transmission. He's like, how deep are we? And they are not on schedule. They're quite behind the schedule. <laughs> Colonel Sharp is kind of realizing, uh-oh. What we don't know, but Colonel Sharp knows, is that Houston might take over the bomb yeah. and set it off just as a last Hail Mary of yeah. trying to blow up this. The fear is, is that they're going to lose radio contact within within a short period of time, a yeah. matter of minutes. Yeah. And the president decides to trigger the bomb, basically. Yeah. As a last-ditch effort. Yeah. Like, we're going to blow this up while we still can blow it up because mm-hmm. it sounds like they're not being successful in drilling so we're going to blow it up even if it's on the surface and do what we can so that's the part where harry and chick and colonel sharp chick is like why is that timer going off on that nuclear warhead Mm -hmm. it's like five minutes or something so there's this whole big fight scene (laughs) between harry and colonel sharp about harry's like turn off the bomb like turn it off Mm -hmm. we can we can do this we can make it drill and Colonel Sharp's like, it's out of my hands. So Harry, Harry hits him. <laughs> With a wrench. <laughs> With a huge wrench. <laughs> Back at Houston, Billy Bob Thornton, who is... Dan... Truman? Dan Tru- Thurman. Thurman? I, th- I think you're right, Truman. I think it's Truman. I, I wrote down Thurman, but I think it's Truman. I think it's Truman. <laughs> I was like, Thurman doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> no, and I remember it had a, like a presidential yeah. name. So of course, Truman. Truman. So Truman realizes what the president is doing and is very angry about it and on the down low gets his band of geeks together and is like i need you to stop that timer and buy them Mm -hmm. some more time and they do they Mm -hmm. buy them a few more minutes and so it's going through this back and forth of the president is trying to you know release this bomb up there they're having this big fight of like turn off the bomb eventually harry has this deep conversation with colonel sharp of like what would you do for your daughters you know Mm -hmm. and finally 
Colonel Sharp is like, I'll turn off the bomb. So they do. They turn off the bomb. Then they stop it like three seconds before it goes off. If you were in that position, what would you do? It, it's if a I conundrum. Was, if I was who? If Well, um, just let's just imagine that you, for some reason, are on that asteroid. Yeah. And you either have the choice to let the bomb go off or turn it off and continue drilling and hope that you make your... I turn it off. You turn it off? I turn it off. Uh, very good. I would turn it off. You, you would trust in your own instincts and your abilities? Because I would say, let's drill as far as we can mm-hmm. and then drop it down the hole and go. Yeah. If we don't hit 800 feet, because that was the goal, 800 feet. Right. I was like, even if we make it to 600 feet, that's better than surface level, yeah. you know? And I think, I don't know. I totally disagreed with the president in this, in this movie. He did a bad decision because didn't we exist on the idea that just detonating the bomb would have no effect whatsoever? Yeah. So whether or not it goes off. If you haven't reached your, your depth, yeah. then it's not going to do any good. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, come on, Mr. President. Let's think about this logically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, we're going to drill not as so far emotional. as we can. Like, I don't know. And as Harry said, they're not up here with us. Like, mm. they don't know what's going on. It's up to us. And this doesn't even take into account, like, the earthquakes that are happening that kills certain people and the, the rock storms that are happening and... Yeah. All these horrible things that are happening with this asteroid. It really is like a hellscape. It's horrible. The like, asteroid seems to, on some level, understand the presence of these human beings. One of them makes a joke of like, she knows we're trying to kill her. <laughs> so she's mad. <laughs> it's really intense. It's like you go through these a lot of these scenes really quickly. And like more and more, the men keep dying mm-hmm. through like these random events mm-hmm. that are happening. And at one point, they blow the transmission. The armadillo they have gets blown up. Yeah. So, because there's a, a huge explosion. Like a right? gas there's pocket? There's a fracture. Yes, a gas pocket. Rocks go flying everywhere. Yeah. It was in the middle of like an asteroid quake. Yeah. It was crazy. And so at that point, you were led to believe that they're done. Yeah. You know? So the armadillo blows up. Mm-hmm. They think that the Earth is going to die. And then AJ shows up in the second armadillo. And everybody's like, whoa! And then my favorite line of the whole movie... Oh my gosh. <laughs> when uh, Liv Tyler's character is... Um, she's hanging out at NASA and NASA. she's she's watching everything that's been unfolding. Yes. And earlier she thought AJ died yeah. and when the when the ship crashed. Yeah. And Joshua's favorite line. Because <laughs> there's just some random technician yeah. who just turns around and looks at her and says, your boyfriend's back. <laughs> it's country twang. He says it just like that. Your, your boyfriend's your back. Your boyfriend's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. People probably don't are like listening to me and think it's a ridiculous but no it's funny it's so, so cheeseball it so it's so funny random <laughs> and so i just to kind of speed things up so they start doing the second armadillo a rock storm happens uh-huh. and the bomb is damaged mm-hmm. in the rock storm mm-hmm. and so colonel sharp is like remote detonator won't work anymore somebody has to stay behind to detonate this thing mm-hmm. and so they decide to draw straws of who's going to stay behind. Because at first, I think it was Harry. He's like, I'll stay behind, yeah. obviously. And then everybody else is like, you can't do that. So they decided to draw straws. AJ draws the short straw. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Harry is like, I'll take him down. <laughs> I was like, who would not be able to see what's about to happen here? Oh my here? gosh, yes. Anybody who knows Harry Stamper knows obviously what's about to happen. But nobody guesses it. So <laughs> Harry goes down with AJ down this little tunnel shoot to like mm-hmm. walk out into the asteroid 
And Age is like, just tell Grace I'll always be with her. And Harry's like, uh-huh, I'll tell her that. And then he pulls AJ's like oxygen tube. Mm-hmm. So AJ's like suffocating. Suffocating, yeah. And then he tears off his own patch, like his mission patch. He shoves it at AJ, like tucks it into like his suit. And he's like, you give that to Truman. Shoves AJ back into the tube, shuts the tube. AJ is very, very angry. He's like, Harry, you can't do this. He's like, well, I just did. And you tell Grace, well, he says, you take care of my little girl. <laughs> this part is heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. And AJ's like, I love you. And it's like, oh, it's a very yeah. father-son moment. It is. It is. Because he tells him, I love you like a son. I think that's why he, he butted heads with AJ so much because he saw so much of himself in AJ. I was also kind of mad at that part. I was like, if you saw him like a son, you should have treated him better. <laughs> well, I mean, that... He should have, right. But I think that's Harry's character. He didn't treat his daughter really real great either. No. She harbors some deep resentment. Yeah. Like in the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, she won't even call him dad. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Mean. That's very, very true. <laughs> so Harry sacrifices himself to save AJ, tells AJ, go take care of Grace. Yeah. And then Harry has this last conversation with Grace. Mm-hmm totally heartbreaking oh yeah oh my gosh it's the tearjerker scene completely and i remember when this movie came out um women especially you know with their fathers found it very touching moment completely heartbreaking Mm. nasa kind of sits her down from the screen and they give her her privacy with Mm -hmm. harry because there's only a couple minutes left he's like i know i promised you i was coming home but i'm gonna have to break that promise Mm -hmm. he's like i love you grace she's like don't go and then the screen just cuts out yeah it's like ow (laughs) so after some shenanigans the ship almost can't take off and harry's like i'm gonna set this off whether you guys are here or not the ship manages to go another asteroid quake happens Uh harry gets thrown the trigger that he has he loses the grip of it Hmm. he like falls into like this little crater type thing he manages to crawl out and right before zero barrier like the last minute that he could possibly hit the switch he hits the switch yes and he saves everybody. Yes. Yeah. Then there's the the montage of happy, grateful people coming out of their storm cellars and yeah, whatever buildings that they were. I kind of had in. a hard time. Okay, so like this movie theoretically takes place in the '90s, right? Yeah. It just seems like a lot of the scenes I'm seeing could almost be like from the '40s. Yeah. Like it's very Norman Rockwell. Yes. Yeah. And I was kind of, I was like, this is in the 90s, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. To me, it was like a little bit confusing. I, I agree with you. And I think that has to do with the, again, this kind of idea of like uh, traditional Americana kind of thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reference points are like post-World War II, you know, yeah. families, church, small town main street community kind of thing yeah it was just really weird because even like the style of dresses that a lot of the ladies yeah. were wearing it felt like the 40s yes it was really weird it was it you had is, like little yeah. boys running around in like overalls no uh-huh. shirt on uh-huh. i was like this doesn't like 90s to me is like butterfly clips <laughs> <laughs> well because that's what they were yeah. for most of us but then again I, I i i think that it was trying to tap into that traditional americana yeah the patriot patriotic values of uh on America of yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I, I get that. I was just like, this doesn't yell nineties to me. No, no. <laughs> it's like, well, well, that's the thing. They didn't show people like in cities, what they were doing, you know, unless the cities were being blown up or, or rioting. <laughs> yeah. Like the, 
the dichotomy between the visuals. I was like, this feels like two different eras that they're mm -hmm. showing. Like there's 90s in the city, but if you're in the country, you are in the 40s. Yeah. It was really weird. Interesting. The ship makes it down. Yeah. NASA slow-mo comes out. Grace comes and... Lots of slow-mo. <laughs> lots of slow-mo. Grace comes out and smooches AJ. And I mean, mm. people are obviously very sad, but super happy. Yeah. Um, Colonel Sharp, who we had a hard time with because he wanted the bomb to blow up. He comes up to Grace. He's like, I just want to shake the hand of the daughter, the bravest man I ever met. He does that. And AJ gives Truman the, the patch that Harry had on him. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, I would hold on to that thing like gold. Like that's the best thing. Because there's this whole thing between Truman and Harry where Truman's like, I always wanted to have a mission badge, but I couldn't do it because he had like some sort of like leg yeah. issue. Yeah. So Harry ripped off his mission badge, gave it to Truman. I was like, ow, Harry, that's great. It is. That's weird. And it, and it touched him in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why did I say it like that? I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I was like, Josh, what? I don't know why I said that. Touched him in the right place. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Uh, so, yeah. And that's kind of how the movie ends. And as we roll into the credits, I really loved Grace and AJ's wedding. Mm -hmm. Like the video turns to like home video looking type stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like all the men at her wedding. And then at the wedding, they have the pictures of all the men who died, like sitting in the front pew. It was very sweet. Yeah. So, yes, very nice. Yeah. It's the happily ever after, you know? Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah. I had a good time it's, with it. It's a good nostalgia romp. It was a fun movie to watch. And you know what was funny? Like last night, I was like, oh, I have to watch the movie, like homework. And then I once I, <laughs> right? I didn't feel like watching it. I, mm. I think I was a little nervous about like feeling the feels again. Mm. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I had a great time watching this movie yeah. last night. And I loved what a quick pace it was. Yeah. Explosions, problems, funny. Like I enjoyed the comedy throughout this, what would typically be a really stressful movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like I, I like that in stressful movies when there's comedic relief. Well, you, you, this movie came out also, there was another asteroid movie called Deep Impact, which kind of okay. went the more serious route. Yeah. And that was kind of a bummer for people. It yeah. kind of tanked in the box office. Yeah. But this one was the second most highest grossing film in 1998 okay. after Saving Private Ryan. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's interesting. That's another 1940s film that did extremely well. I mean, film set in the 1940s. I wonder if that was, people were kind of into that 40s aesthetic. Probably. I like don't, I don't remember being that because I was too young. <laughs> well, okay. So it kind of makes me think of, um, okay. So we recently watched Jumanji, right? Right. So remember in the first Jumanji, how... Originally, it was like in the 50s, yeah. and, and then it was in the 90s. And in the 50s, it was like all bright and beautiful and colorful. In the 90s, it was like dark, trashy. Yeah, it was very washed out. Yeah, it was like poverty-stricken. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering if like in the 90s, they were thinking of the 50s, the yesteryears. Mm. You know what I mean? I wonder if that was just like a big theme. Back when America was nice. <laughs> Air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like prettier looking potentially mm. in some spots. You know, I watched Jumanji with Megan and I was like, do you think it really looked like that in the fifties? And she's like, my mom says it did. Really? Yeah. She's like, it, it looked more cleaned up. Huh. I mean, that's one person's opinion. Yeah. I wasn't around in the fifties, obviously, but visually it seems like things may have looked nicer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I can't say cause <laughs> yeah, I wasn't around. I wasn't there. Be, I'd be curious to talk to some older people mm. and, uh, 
I don't know. It's just kind of interesting because obviously well, the 50s are full of problems, you know, well, let's, full of them. Let's think about like our time, like right now. Yeah. Us looking back in like the early 2000s and the 90s. Yeah. Do those seem like brighter, better times than what we're in now? See, and that's hard because I was a child. Yeah. So I was very insulated mm-hmm. in what I knew and what, what I was aware of. And I, I lived out in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I didn't live in a city. Mm-hmm. I would say currently it seems like we have more problems with housing, you know, mm-hmm. like talking to Christina, she says, you know, a decade ago, things were better as far as housing goes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, maybe it's a somewhat similar issue, yeah. you know, kind of a, yeah. cause it seems like we're going to more of a recession. Sorry to like bring down the mood. But oh, like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I think this is a, an important topic because uh, this film does try to portray a, a certain way of being, it's definitely a film of its time. Yeah. And what I want to mean is like, um, it's trying to create an image of our country that existed perhaps at one time. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the perspective. Like I grew up in Coos Bay, Oregon. Yeah. Which would be a different kind of lifestyle from someone say who grew up in Los Angeles or, yeah. Or like Georgia or Texas even. Yeah. <laughs> it know? depends where you were yeah. and what was going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. food for thought. Food for thought. But anyway, this was a fun movie. It was. It I was enjoyed a, it more than I thought joy. I would. Yeah, um, yeah I, I laughed a lot more than I thought I would be. <laughs> Same. You know, um, I think I definitely appreciated the humor a lot more than the first time I watched it because I think I was a little too serious for my own good. I was like, this is a disaster movie. You shouldn't be laughing. Oh, really? <laughs> I think I was so young when I watched it. I just loved the one-liners. Like, yeah. I remember just being a little kid just laughing and not even fully understanding the one-liners yeah. completely at the time. And now yeah. I'm like... And I saw it as a teenager. I still don't think I got it. Now I'm seeing it, I'm just like, oh, that's supposed to be goofy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. You can't take it completely seriously, but... yeah. Alrighty. Nice work. Thank you. <laughs> I love that our homework is watching movies. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, whenever I think about any of my previous careers and I think about, oh, this this is actually really nice because instead of like grading papers or preparing grades like some teachers have to do now, yeah. I get to go home and watch a movie and take, take notes. notes on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> Even if I do wait till the last minute to do it. Um, <laughs> what do you mean last minute? I watched it last night. So did I. It felt bad. I felt well, like I should have done it earlier. But I mean, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I guess I could say it's fresh in my mind Well, today. I guess I guess if we wanted to do like a lot of academic research and like yeah. find out the significance of, of an asteroid striking the earth. No, thanks. What the metaphor behind that is. Oh my God. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> No, thanks. We get to laugh at funny lines like, your boyfriend's back. (laughs) Your boyfriend's back. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So funny. I was like, thank you, Armageddon, for bringing that joy into my life. (laughs) Random man saying, your boyfriend's back. Your boyfriend's back. (laughs) What are we doing next time? Next time. So guess what, y'all? We've survived the disasters of April. Because like we talked how, about a disaster stuff, right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Apocalypse and Armageddon. Armageddon, yeah. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to take a, a little turn, and we're going to talk about some thrillers. Thrillers, because the next one comes out on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. So we're going to be talking about fantasy and science fiction, but with a more thriller intense yeah. attitude. Yes. I have some pretty trippy ones. Yeah, same. Mm. I'm excited. Okay. I don't know. Do you think the people are ready for this kind of stuff? I know they are. They were born ready. Yes. (laughs) They were born ready. I know that. They're ready for it. 
Yes, they, they, they make good choices in their lives, I think. Right, <laughs> listeners? <laughs> Alrighty, thank you, everybody. We will see you next time. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Wait, we, I was like, we didn't do that at the same time, but should we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, countdown. Three, two, one. <laughs> that was like a long countdown. I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> Bye. Uh, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Brittany here. Feel free to check out the show notes for any details of things we might have talked about, and always feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks. Like I've been sweating, even okay. though it's raining outside. I know. I'm like, I'm. I was like hot. I'm like. You see as me we're hanging out in a tank this, top right now. Right. Like it's right. hot in here. It's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. <laughs> no, we do not condone oh. this. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just, had time, to, yes. I just had to sing the next part of the song. Oh, yes. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs>